0: Radio.
1: Welcome to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news relating to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Mortgage Banking Solutions, enabling executives to take their business to the next level. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646 716 Four nine seven two, And now, here is your host of Lincoln on Lending, David Lickin.
2: Good to have you with us, everybody, and I hope you are off to a great holiday. Merry Christmas to all of you and our listeners across the country. I'm looking at people dialed in coast to coast, so you could say we are broadcasting coast to coast, and actually, I'm seeing some numbers dialing in from around the world, so we definitely have people from all over the world listening to the podcast. It just cracks me up. That we have people around the world listening to this. We had folks from Nigeria calling me, and say, "Hey, Dave, could you help us set up our mortgage finance system here?" And I go, and "You know what? I can't. I'm staying so busy here in the states. Don't need to do that." We have people dial in. I see Paul Mallo's just dialed in. We have uh, just a good group. So good audience. Merry Christmas to all of you, and we're so pleased to have you here with us today. It is the this, this Christmas week, December. Twenty-first, it's Monday, and we're going to be talking later in the hot topic segment about building successful business relationships. We have as our special guests David Kittle and Arthur Preston. Uh, give you full introductions of bios on both of them here in a little bit, but very excited to have the both of them. Very good friends of mine, and uh, very excited to have them here. Again, this broadcast is created by mortgage professionals for mortgage professionals, and we're the proud recipient of the Progress and in Lending Innovation Award. Thank you so much, Tony and company there, Progress and Lending, for honoring us with that. I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, and our sponsor, uh, United Guarantee, just wants to make sure they wish everyone happy holidays from everyone at United Guarantee, and they hope you'll enjoy uh, the holiday season, sharing it with loved ones and friends. United Guarantee, by the way, will be uh, closing early on Thursday, the Christmas Eve, December 24th, at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, and will be closed uh, on Friday, the December 25th. And so also you can um, go to their online resources to see all that's there. Uh, go to www.ugcorp.com. United Guarantee will reopen on Monday, December 28th. Be sure to get a hold of your local UG representative. Wish them a Merry Christmas. And uh, talk to them about many of the programs they have that are helping the industry and helping you. Make more loans, some really creative programs they have. Also, to Velma, Virtual Electronic Marketing Assistant, who's dedicated to helping you build stronger and more profitable relationships. They have a wonderful set-it-forget-it auto campaign, and they also uh, just can work on campaigns on the fly, which I do almost all the time with these guys. So anyway, appreciate them so much. Check them out at Velma.com. Also, we have our newer sponsor, Motivity Solutions. Great to have them here with us. And they're going to be sharing a KPI here a little bit later in the broadcast. Excited to be sharing that with you. And also, say a special thank you to Alice, Joe, and then Andy, Shell, the profit doctor, is not with us today, not feeling well. Uh, but a special thank you to each of them for participating in Alice with uh, MortgageU, Indicom, Joe with MBS Line, and of course, M- Andy with MBS. It's so good to have all of you here. Quick update on some upcoming MBA con- conferences January 21st, 2016, the MBA Mergers and Acquisitions uh, Workshop in the Hilton. At Phoenix Airport, that's a one-day workshop. Great thing to, for you to fly in, connect with. If you're interested in learning more about m- what's going on in the world of mergers and acquisitions, check that out. January 28th, uh, there is the whole loan trading workshop that it's at the Embassy Suites Hotel in downtown beautiful fort worth texas and i say that it has really gotten nice downtown they've done a lot to that you can learn more by googling mba conventions and education to learn more about it also i want to point out the mortgage action alliance very important that everyone gets signed up you do not have to be a member of the mba to become a part of MA mortgage action alliance you just need to sign up and you get the email notifications now you have to stay active if you're just signing up to have your name on the list so you can find out what's going on uh, that's not what we need. We need people that are active in that and responding to the action alerts. Very easy to do. You put in your information. You just click a few clicks, and the emails go out to the appropriate representatives in your area. It's really cool how they have that set up. Anyway, Merry Christmas to all of you, and Merry Christmas to Joe Farr. Joe, good to have you here with me, my friend. And uh, so, give us an update of what's going on. Hey
0: Dave.
2: I know there's no news today, but yeah, you know, markets are up yeah. just a little. Here, so incredible. we're up Whatever a little
3: bit. You. We're up. Three thirty seconds on the day, so um, yeah, it, it has been a little less volatile than what we saw in the week uh, prior. But uh, at least we're up for the day. Yeah, uh, you know, the the Fed statement came out last Wednesday about two right two Eastern yeah. time, and and since since the Fed statement came out, MBS prices are about a half a point better. Uh, yeah. So you know, the, the what was said was, was widely of the expected. Forward-
2: yeah, was it because well, of the at, forward uh, com- forward comments that did that, Joe? Well,
3: I, I think so. Number number one is you know just the uncertainty was lifted, and you know any time you can remove some uncertainty, that's a good thing. But yeah, last week was all about the Fed, right? It was all it was volatile before the meeting, it was volatile following the meeting, uh, and, and in the end, we're about where we were ten days ago. So uh, you know the market the market anticipated the the increase. Uh, and they like the dovish nature of the outlook for future increases. You know, they they mentioned uh, uh, you know being gradual, and and that's kind of being defined by the market in their expectations as three or four increases next year of quarter point each, and um, and that kind of low uh, slow increase is, is favorable for the market and. Uh, uh, I think the more important thing that came out of the Fed meeting for the mortgage market had to do with what they said about the uh their their current policy of
2: continue to support. Did we lose you, Joe, there? Or did you lose me? I don't know I uh, had that happen a bit. Oh, it looks like uh, Uh, We got Joe Farr got dropped. So anyway, he'll be reconnecting here in just a minute. (laughs) When you're doing this, folks, we're doing this all through, you know, electronic telephony, dialing in with a voice over IP into a voice over IP system. So I'm sure Joe Joe will be joining us here. I'll be looking for him to join. But what he was going to be talking about was how to do with uh, the fact that they're going to continue the bond buying program, which is just so huge. Uh, There's Joe back. Let's get you Sorry. Got the mic back turned on. There you are again. So the, you were about yeah. to say I was explaining when you went away. Uh, the bond buying program. You're, uh, they're basically what's most encouraging the mortgage industry that they're continuing the bond buying program. I think that's where you were going. Is that and,
3: and they're going. And they've said they're going to do it until normalization of the Fed funds rate is well underway. And, and that's yeah. a good thing. You know, the, with the 25 billion a month in purchases, that added demand's been good for mortgage rates. And were that to go away, it would not be good for mortgage. Mortgage rate, so uh, that was very, very good to hear. Uh, last week we also saw CPI came out. It, it it has risen year over year. Core CPI has risen uh, year over year by two percent. Uh, and CPI is running a little hotter than uh, core PCE is I mean it's core PCE is still in the in the low 1% uh, annualized rates and we're going to see it coming out next week so it'll be interesting to see if uh, if they show a pickup in that annualized rate at core PCE, core PCE the manufacturing data that came out this week, was not good. Industrial production fell. Empire state index fell. Philly fed fell. I and mean, all that's reflecting the strength of the dollar and the weak demand overseas. The housing data that came out, uh housing starts was good in November up from October. Uh just about reversing what the the bad October. And, and so when you look at the several months in a row, the the average is pretty uh is pretty uh pretty pretty strong. Uh, home builder confidence fell just a little bit. And then for this week, uh, it's really a packed week for a short week. It's a third quarter, a third revision to the third quarter GDP comes out to, uh, tomorrow. Uh, it's expected that the uh, third quarter GDP fell to 2%, fell to 2% from 2.1% in the last revision. Existing home sales comes out uh, tomorrow also, and they're expected to be about the same as, as October was. Wednesday's Durable Orders, core, CP, core PC, as I mentioned, new home sales, yep. and Consumer Sentiment. So a pretty busy week. So,
2: yeah, so will Consumer Sentiment be the lump of coal in our uh, economic stocking here, Joe? <laughs> That's, it'll be real interesting to see how that one goes.
3: Well, so, it's, it's expected to be a little bit better than last month.
2: Yeah. It is. That was impossible. Yeah. I was hoping to, hoping to hear that we'd hear that, but it's great stuff. Uh, I, I love your reports. I love what you do here. And, Joe, it's just an honor to have you on part of this podcast and what we're doing here for the industry. And I just appreciate you so much being the, the partner that you are in it. Very grateful oh, for you. Thank you. you. And we head into this uh Christmas holiday. Now I know you're gonna be on for the rest of the podcast, but I just want to say Merry Christmas to you and your precious family, beautiful family, and uh, look forward to having you on all the next year with enjoying it some more. Folks, if you want to learn how more about how to get signed up with the MBS quote line service, I tell you it's a it's I just love it because it's concise, it's because the point, it's real time, it is the it's it's the cats be out what you want to do in market, watching the market. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this brief break with Paul Mollo.
1: Looking for that competitive edge. mbsquoteline.com, mbsquoteline.com, 646-716-4972, the Lickin on Lending Show is back, here is your host, David Lickin, good to have you back with us everybody, I'm just bringing up the website, normally
2: I have this up well in advance, Paul, but I just brought it up and it's good to have you here, Merry Christmas, Paul Mallow for shame, for shame, David, for, for shame, <laughs> for normally, normally I have you up here all the time, but I think I was closing out things. So I had to reboot everything to make sure we had good Internet connection. It's that uh, when you get dropped story. It happened last week in the middle <laughs> of the meeting. We had my interview with David Stees, and I get dropped Where on my at? own radio broadcast. Uh, no discrimination, oh. yeah, no description. But anyway, I'm on your website, folks, if you're not signed up for Inside Mortgage Finance. is a w, And you go to imfnews.com, get signed up for it. It's great stuff. Paul, what you got on the – here, I'm looking at it, but share with our folks what you sure. got.
0: Uh, a group of 13 major mortgage firms. You know, we look at the um, the results, the operating results of some of the largest publicly traded banks and non-banks in the mortgage space. John Bancroft did a, a deeper dive in in our affiliate inside mortgage trends, and basically the 13 firms that he tracks. You know, it, the results weren't too too great as far as profits on originations and servicing. So, uh, but still, listen, the the 13 combined reported 1.6 billion dollars. In production-related income for the third quarter. The servicing numbers weren't too great. Uh, You know, the story here is that, you know, we we think that the non-banks that are private are probably doing a little bit better than the public companies, but it's hard to say since they don't release results. I think it will be interesting to see what happens when fourth quarter results start trickling out in the next few weeks. I suspect with rates going up that all those servicing markdowns, that we saw which were quite ugly in the third quarter for some firms are going to reverse themselves or at least not be there and some firms are going to do just fine so that's you know that's not unexpected but it's going to be probably an interesting trend to keep an eye on uh... the second story we have is uh... this we hinted at on friday we knew there was a big Somewhat big M&A deal in the due diligence space. Uh, we got wind of it on Friday, and then, lo and behold, this morning the official announcement came out. American Mortgage Consultants in New York is uh, buying uh, J3 uh, JC3 and Associates in Tampa. They claim it's the largest. Uh, it will create the largest transaction due diligence provider in the space. Um, no purchase price was disclosed, but we all know from last year. Clayton got sold uh there I thought they were the largest in the space but maybe now it it all depends on the measurement. Clayton uh got sold to rating for 305 million. million. So I think there was some debt in that deal though. So I, you know the bottom line here is is it looks like we're you know we're looking at consolidation to due diligence space. So something to keep an eye on. Uh chappelle Chapelle's got a a story in her um on our website which is the larger versions in our newsletter inside the GSCs. Uh this isn't exactly new but there's there's some tweaks to it. Fanny uh, and Freddie came out uh with changes to their due diligence policies. Uh there's some more tweaks on the way coming early next year. Uh one of those uh tweaks is a risk uh fee option as an alternative to buybacks Uh, so there's more in that story take a look at it um jumbo funder bank of the internet they're they're really well known for their jumbo business uh, I guess the story here is that they're expanding out the conventional lending and they've got the Junie May issue in Siegel. Uh, so look them to um, expand out what they've been doing, getting a little bit away from Jumbo. I mean, staying with Jumbo but branching out, and that's not unusual. Uh, apparently there's been a lot of calls to the FHA loan limit, uh, regarding FHA loan limits to the FHA Resource Center. Uh, you know, there's a large volume of calls that are they're being delayed on, on getting inquiries back, answers to inquiries. Uh, and we're told it's partly tied to the year-end push, but also some of it's caused by the FHA loan limits. We thought this was interesting because, listen, loan closings are already being delayed because of trade, so now we have this. So if you're working on loan closings around <laughs> the holiday season, uh, it's got to be absolute uh, – you know, uh, chaos at some at some places, and so don't don't you know be patient. Don't expect things to get done. Uh, you know, lickety split. Uh, short takes um, um, section of the uh, newsletter. Uh, just some odds and sods. Core, CoreLogic bought another vendor for $475 and uh, Javelin, a REIT, uh, bought a um, – I shouldn't say they bought anyone. Their, their um, captive insurance unit got a membership. Uh, that's an interesting story because, as we all know, captive insurance firms are being used to get FHLB memberships for many REITs. Uh, also, a real short item, Joe Garrett, whose uh, newsletter we read quite a bit. Joe's an industry consultant, McGarrett and Uh, Macaulay. uh And he's got a little item there about um, – how uh, the integrated, uh, the he believes that implementation of the uh, integrated disclosure rule should not be left in the hands of law officers. There's probably some bit debate about that, but uh, Joe's always has interesting things to say, uh, and everyone knows Joe's been a, uh, a consultant in the industry for quite some time now, and uh, I always find his newsletter uh, a good read. So that's sort of the long and short of it. Long
2: and short, very good, excellent job, very good,
0: appreciate you. Are you sticking around the home for the holidays or are you uh, traveling? Uh we're travelling a bit so we'll, we'll be in and out. I'll be I'll be back next week though. So well, we, we publish have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday on the web and then we're off Thursday, Friday, Christmas Eve. And yeah. Christmas Day of course and then we're back on Monday. So but we'll be we'll be publishing on the Internet every day except for Thursday uh, and Friday yeah. this week. Good to have you with us,
2: Paul. Appreciate you so much. Thank have you. a great Merry Christmas my friend. Same Merry to you and you. your family. Take it you bet. Folks, check it out, www.imfnews.com. Check it out. Get signed up. Let's get over to our good friend, Alice Alvey. Merry Christmas, Alice. And uh, you've always got interesting updates. But, uh, you know, what? following up on what Paul had to say about uh, Trid Hell Continues, uh, there's no question that there's just ongoing struggles with so many of the closing agents out there. Got any thoughts on that, Alice?
4: Yes. Uh, well, you know, again, I think like we've been saying, it's a challenge of the systems and the roles and responsibilities, right? Um, so the title companies very interestingly saying, you know, we we didn't get the training, we, we didn't expect this. Um, you know, there's definitely a lot of them out there that really didn't see how this was going to play out and don't have the software capabilities to really have a coordinated effort on the closing disclosure. Um, And keeping in mind, folks, that the challenges we're seeing right now, we still aren't at 100% of our applications are within a TRID world, right? We're getting closer, and I think that's why things are heating up, is because more and more volume is coming in. People thought it was quiet through November because you still had a lot of HUD 1s in the mix. Now that it's becoming every transaction, and this is just going to escalate then for January once you are really solidly having a lot of your files, you know, are going to be potentially have to be redisclosed and be following all under the new rules. Um, So this is just going to get more tense as we have more loans in the system. Um, so, a lot of it is just, it's really a fundamental training issue. And there are definitely some system uh, challenges I uh, for companies who are having uh, things that are broken or assumptions that they made early on that aren't panning out. Um, so, yes, yeah, there is a lot to do. Still lots of TRID meetings going on at companies on a daily basis. Grid
2: Hell continues
4: on. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Not and prepare. It's said that. Yeah. I don't think you're just seeing the first of it. Yeah, this is we're in the thick of yeah. it and it will get thicker for the next thirty days. So um uh, I
5: think yeah. Stephen
4: mentioned on our program when he was on, uh he did mention we're still trying to get some more relief from a you know, a, a judicial standpoint, right? That we yeah. uh we know that the C F P B has expressed there'll be some lenience, but we don't have anything firm within the legislation that uh, you know, stops the borrower from suing. Um, So they are still trying to work on that. I'm not sure. We don't have a lot of time left. The clock is ticking for the end of this congressional session for the rest of this year. So uh, we will be watching that for you, but there isn't any new news on that right now. So, but And I can give you some other tidbits. Dave, here, I'll just throw in for everybody. Um, I think another thing that Paul mentioned that's worth uh, noting about is he brought up the FHA loan limits. This is a big deal right now. Clients, customers are really uh, struggling with getting through to FHA. The Mortgage Bankers Association has an FHA working group that we participate in. Um, So they are working on this on your behalf. They are getting questions pulled together. Uh, They're even trying to address, you know, we're calling and we're not getting the same answer twice. Surprise. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> or I call and somebody quotes me right out of the 4000.1 handbook, and you're going, Well, I knew that. That's what I looked up, and it's not answering my question. So, um, <laughs> the, MBA, the MBA FHA working group is actually working together to put some information to get out to HUD to try and help address this issue. Um, one other thing I'll throw in for everybody is um, the OCC did publish their. Uh, publication on their risk perspective, Um, infobikes. Buckley Sandler was talking about this. Uh, It is, you know, OCC and CFPB, we're getting calls from clients where the CFPB has been in their office. They are looking in every corner for stuff that isn't right. Um, Underwriting certainly is under scrutiny, but I will give you all a heads up. the data is under scrutiny at a very intense level. It has to be right. And it has to have been checked by qualified people. Um, so we can definitely help you with that as well. And then one last quick note, it's that time of year to double-check everybody took all their compliance training that they should have taken this year by law under Gramm-Leach-Bliley and privacy and so forth and get your set- schedules set now, get some of that knocked out in the early part of the year instead of waiting until the end of the year to get your training done. Uh, so just a heads up, folks. Even if you're doing it internally, double check your calendars and and team members and reporting, and make sure everybody got that done. So that's my update for today, Dave. I'll turn it back to you.
2: Good stuff, Alice. Really appreciate it so much. And uh, you sit and look at all the information that you you guys call through and your staff, you and your staff. It's uh, just so grateful for what you do and providing all this great information. We get so many comments about it. Man, I. People they, they enjoy all the broadcasts, but they go, Man, there's so much Alice puts out there that we have to go back and listen to the program, the program several times to be able to get all the <laughs> notes down. So anyway, appreciate it very much. Folks, we're going to be back with Sam Garcia and then we're got key new KPI of the week. We're starting that. We'll be back with that right after this break.
1: If you have questions about mortgage regulations, Indicom Mortgage U has free answers. If you need ideas about how to reinvent your organization, Indicom Mortgage U will share great ideas. When you need help at any step of the loan process, give us a call or send an email. The Indicom team of experts have been helping mortgage players from origination through servicing for over 30 years. Your success is our focus. Whether it's a quick question or long-term support, portfolio, conventional, or government lending, it's a competitive market. So let Indicom Mortgage U. Give you
2: the edge, well, yes, definitely, they will give you the edge and help you through all your training needs, documentation needs I tell you they got the full the full gamut. Alice is the Swiss Army knife when it comes to operational stuff going on in your company, folks really appreciate it. Uh, check them out. Anyway, we got Sam Garcia on the phone. Merry Christmas, Sam. You know what, Sam? Every time I leave this list, i made up an update on my phone. I want to thank you and uh, Paul, as well as many of the ones that are contributing to this podcast. I realize I I, I have my notes up here in front of me, and I, I want to say, I left you out of there this morning. I didn't mean to leave you out, but appreciate it. Very, very grateful that you're here and uh, your contribution to this program. Merry Christmas. We're looking at your list here today. All your headlines. Got some great stories. Let's run through them, Sam.
5: Great, thanks for having
6: me on, David, and hope my connection holds up for you. Um, our mortgage you're, on, market- you're dialing
2: in on Christmas vacation for, from uh, sunny Southern California, but I appreciate you doing it. Yeah, let's, it's working pretty good. So let's let's hear what you got. All
5: right, our mortgage market index was up 21 percent uh, last week. It's a huge jump. In fact, that brought the index up to the highest level since May 15th. And uh, leading that jump was jumbo activity, which soared 38 percent. So it was a big week for Jumbo and for overall business. Um, Ellie May reported last week that it took 49 days to close a home loan in November, uh, three days longer than it took a month earlier, and 10 days longer than it took a year earlier. And Ellie May president and CEO Jonathan Corr said in a statement, We are beginning to see the anticipated impacts of the no before you owe changes that went into effect in October. So uh, a little bit of an update on recent closings, falling trade, post trade activity. Um, Fannie Mae economists raised their outlook for refinance pr- production, both for this year and next year, and as well in 2017. So not a big bump, but a you know more anticipated volume pushed up overall expected volume. Uh, FHA, I'm sorry, FHFA reported that GSE refinances were up one percent from September to October. And uh, that was even though Fannie Mae had a drop in finances, uh, there was enough of an increase at Freddie Mac that lifted overall activity. CoreLogic reported that average loan-to-values fell 57.0 or fell to 57.0% in the third quarter from 59.1% a year earlier. So home values, hoping to to improve equity positions for homeowners and, of course, make loan-to-values for lenders better. Um, Keycorp said that its upcoming acquisition of First Niagara will enable it to, quote, leverage and expand uh, First Niagara's mortgage capability. So there's some possibility that they'll have a little bit more mortgage support and possibly better employment in their mortgage division. And what's interesting is that First Niagara actually used old fuelizes PHH for their loan production services. <clears throat> PHH itself? thought, uh, Yeah p h h itself last week disclosed that Bank of America's subsidiary Merrill Lynch is its biggest biggest private label client and that they reached an agreement to extend their uh their contracts so p h h kept its biggest biggest client on board um Fannie Mae reported that fewer senior mortgage executives are reporting that demand for mortgages is on the rise. senior share expected that agency guidelines will be relaxed in the near future so there's a mix there. From its senior, uh, it's a survey of senior executives. Angel Oak announced a hundred and dollars securitization of non-prime residential loans. So that was interesting because that's really been a kind of a dead market post-crisis. Yeah, and uh, yeah. the weighted the weighted average spike on that uh, on those loans is uh, it exceed bank six eighty. So it's not real deep into non-prime when we're talking about credit. Finally uh last week also Genworth announced that it reduced its mortgage insurance premiums. So that that got a lot of uh, uh page views for us as that's far as the uh, news goes. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: that's wraps the premium wars going on out there. Yeah, you you're probably aware with that right? break up. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. By the way, your phone line is starting to break up pretty good here, my friend, so we'll uh we'll let you go. It's uh appreciate you dialing in from uh well we say the North Pole but we know better. You're 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 in sunny warm color, California, so enjoy it. Merry Christmas to you and appreciate you so much for being a part of the broadcast. Re- greet your Thank family you, sir. from here. Okay, friend? You bet. Always right. joy to have you, Blessings. You bet. All right. Well, as I mentioned earlier in the broadcast at the beginning we uh you know have Motivity Solutions as a new sponsor to us and we're very pleased to have them with us and uh they are uh they're sending in now something I'm excited about it's called the KPR the key performance indicator of the week and we have John Maynell that's on the phone with us and uh John really excited to have you here and bring us some new updates so so what do you have for us
6: today my thanks very much Dave it's great to be here and this week's key performance indicator is application to funded pull through. Uh, This KPI is a key ratio that can provide insight into several facets of a lender's business, Uh, everything from broad-spectrum marketing to loan officer performance, even things like operational effectiveness in areas like uh, cycle time and borrower communications. Our clients are leveraging this KPI to ensure that they connect with qualified borrowers and keep those borrowers engaged throughout the process, getting them to the closing table consistently and with no surprises. And this, of course, has a positive impact on customer satisfaction. This and other KPIs we will be talking about in the coming weeks consistently demonstrate that what gets measured gets results. So thanks very much again, Dave. And with that, I will turn it back to you.
2: Thanks, John. Really appreciate that. What you measure gets results. I like that. It's very true. And I appreciate that very much. If you want to learn more about Motivity Solutions and the KPIs that they're measuring, which is something you should all be measuring, check it out at MotivitySolutions.com or call them. Again, it's MotivitySolutions.com, or call them at 303-721-9000. They're located in the Denver, in the mile-high city of Denver. It's good to have everybody with us. And I'm excited to have you be here with us today, folks, as we have two very special friends of mine that are here with us on the radio, and uh, we are going to be talking about business relationships. So uh, join me uh, by joining, uh, as I've just turned on the mics for uh, for a good friend, uh, David Kittle and Arthur Preston.
6: Prieston. Excuse priest. me, I did it there, Arthur was in the back of my mind. He told me to get it right,
2: so I of course muffed it. Anyway. Arthur, David, good to have you here. Wanna make sure we both have your mics on that you're alive and well. Yes,
6: I'm here. Hi. This is Arthur. Hi, Hi David, it's good this to
2: have is you David. here, Arthur. You're glad to
6: be
2: here. Yeah, good, good. Good, good, good. Appreciate it. And Arthur, what we may want to do is have you uh hit the mute button in and out because we're gonna be uh I'm picking up some background noise there, and so what we may do when you respond, you can jump in by just take, clicking off a mute. That will help us just a bit on this. What's the neat thing about these cell phones is when you're not speaking, the audio pattern that it picks up is a lot broader. So I want to start off by talking first a little bit. I could go on and on, but most everyone knows David Kittle. David has uh, been a past president of the NBA. Uh, he is uh, a legend in the industry. He's been around and for decades like myself like Arthur and I and so it's uh, really good to have you join the podcast and being here on the program and then Arthur Prieston is someone I've known for a dear kind it goes back just decades and decades and decades and Arthur in fact did our insurance at our last mortgage company in Southern California he is just a quality person. Both these guys are quality persons, all about excellence and all about uh you know uh, just doing things right. In fact, interesting thing that Arthur has done. Arthur has developed something called the Mortgage Operational Assessment System. He's patented that system and he's a part of that's a part of the Prieston group uh and it's it it's, and he has a number of subsidiaries TPG uh Diligence. He also has PBIS. Too many initials here, Arthur. Insurance services, and then a mortgage, American Mortgage Law Group, which we've had James Brody on from there. I'm going to look forward to having him back again. But you know you are a consummate uh, entrepreneur, uh, Arthur, and it's good to have you on here, and it's so good to get reconnected with you after so many years. So I want to start off with David. You are the probably one of the best relationship guys. I think that's why you've prospered and done so well in the industry. And I and, and you recently started something called the Mortgage Collaborative, and and uh, really excited about this. And I want to find out what that's about, David.
5: Uh, Well, thanks, David, and it's glad to be on here, and Merry Christmas to you. Uh, The Mortgage Collaborative is really about now two years old, and we've ramped it up in the last year. Uh, I started it along with uh, three partners, John Robbins, Jim Park, and Gary Acosta, and it is all about relationships. Uh, It's about best in class, and while best in class is a buzzword out there, we've actually defined it, and we measure to it. So we are about relationships inside the collaborative. People seem to do business with people that they like and trust. Uh, We are completely independent. We're not owned by a major corporation. Uh, The four founders own most of the stock in there. As of today, we have uh, 48 just outstanding preferred partner companies that offer our small and mid-sized lenders the exact same pricing advantages that the big lenders have. Uh, We have a robust year-long networking, educational platforms, two of the industry's best conferences, one in the uh, early winter and then one in the fall, at least two educational webinars each week, and then another uh, uh, sundry ways to network within our vendors and our members. And finally, I'll mention we've got some great strategic partnerships, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, MBA, and NAREP, which is the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals. And all of these feature impactful benefits for our members. So we're really excited about it and I uh, appreciate you giving me the time to talk about it today.
2: Yeah, I appreciate you having you on and talking about, you know, what makes for successful relationships, and really interesting getting into that. And then, Arthur, you have done a number of things that are just so innovative in the industry. If you wouldn't mind just taking a moment for those that do not understand what the mortgage operational assessment system is, if you could give us some insights, our listeners some insights into it. I think it's very innovative. Something you did, well, the, back, I think, it was d- back in d- 2010, David, wasn't it? I,
6: yeah, thanks a lot, David. appreciate that, and, and uh, happy holidays to everybody. Thanks for the invitation. I've been listening to you for quite some time. Appreciate the program. Uh, I'd like to kind of comment on what you just said in conjunction with the Mortgage Collaborative. We're very excited over at the Priesting Group about what's going on with the Mortgage Collaborative. We, we, we've enjoyed uh, uh, meeting with everybody at the Collaborative, but more importantly, accepting the appointment to sit on the board was an honor. Uh, I would say that's probably the the most robust board of any uh, cooperative that's out there. And while we've, you know, been asked to to provide services to other cooperatives, uh, this one meets our, what I consider to be the threshold for uh, the goals of of both the industry and also the Prieston Group. As an insurance provider, we have a stake in the game for anybody who's uh, a mortgage banker that is obviously astutely aware of what a buyback is and a purchase. And as a result, when there is a buyback, and a purchase Prieston Group through its um, innovative one time only policy that no one else has ever had. And we've had now for 20 years in the, in the marketplace that stands up and supports that mortgage banker in the event of any loss. What has happened, though, and since the 2006 meltdown is that we've taken a different look at the insurance and, and rep and warranty coverage and due diligence, the mortgage operational safety assessment. And said that you know we can't be all things to all people. Um, and when the uh, the collaborative came along, and, and I met with my good friends John and David, and, and they told me about the mission and vision of the collaborative, it met our needs and our goals to support all well, lenders and, and vendors of of the collaborative because they were seeking to make a determination of how they could rally around the best in class uh, a banner and attract those those lenders that um, are innovative, they have involvement of their people, they express leadership, um, their tops and their systems approach, uh, they're constantly improving, and, and and essentially they contribute to the industry. And we're looking for those types of lenders and vendors so that obviously they become an insurable risk, their incidence of severity is down, and we can identify them as best in breed, best in class, but a group of, of, of people that are also exchanging a lot of information and a lot of a lot of, of of what I consider to be important data and important ideas considering what we heard earlier in your program about TRID, about the market and all the uncertainty these lenders have. Yeah.
2: Certainly a lot of uncertainty out there. And, Arthur, I want to continue on with you just a moment here. You have have three companies primarily that you're working with right now. You have a number of businesses, and you're probably one of the top people when it comes to building relationships. And what are some of the keys that you have found to building successful business relationships that
6: have served you throughout all your companies and all your ventures over all these years in the industry? It's, it's important when we take a look at a company both from a diligence point of view, whether it be mergers or acquisitions, or from an insurance point of view or, or legal advice, that we're looking at the culture of that company and understand that if we all are sharing a similar ideology and a similar set of virtues, i.e. the, the, the impressions we're leaving with our customers, the way we're doing business, the time and effort we're putting towards improvement of the quality of communication – Both in terms of our risk management as well as as our marketing and and approach and our communication throughout the industry with the MBA and other organizations, we can build relationships a lot better if we can create a collaborative, which now David and John and, and others have done, and which is why we support it with a very unique policy so that we can ensure the lenders that become members. And I want to make it very clear. David, that, that this is not all things to all people. Um, yes, we accept applications, but it is very important that everybody on the call is aware that you know, the attempt to join TMC is still um, not necessarily a rigorous, rigorous um, due diligence, but it is selective because we're looking for those relationships, people who want to learn and share it together.
2: Yeah, I think I think Indeed. having the best practices. And go ahead, David. I'm I was just coming over to you, talking about some of the best practices. You are. I, I should put in there you know, that Arthur's part of this group. He's on the board, and then also his companies are part of it. And uh, Joe Farr and uh, MBS Quote is a part of the Mortgage Collaborative, and I am just becoming a member of it. So very honored to have that opportunity. I'm signing the agreement and joining up. So pleased to have been accepted and be a part of it. So, David. Talk a little bit about those best practices and and the importance of those in successful business relationships. And, and why why is the collaborative thing? What, I mean, can't we achieve that outside of in a, 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 these kind of relationships? What happens as a result of being something here? Like well, that? I'll
5: just go to just to start relationships from, from my point of view. Let me uh, pile on what Arthur just said a second ago. Arthur and his company, TPG are a part of it. Um He's the only company that we're going to have in there that offers this type of insurance and relationship, save the fact that the American Mortgage Law Group is also a member of the Collaborative. It comes down to integrity. The relationships that I've built over 40 years in the business are built on the fact of integrity and trust. It's back to fundamentals. You return your phone calls. you You do business with people you like and you trust, and people know that you're going to deliver on what you say. From the foundation, then you get into the business relationships. You know, my friends in the business that are in the mortgage collaborative, they are my friends and trusted relationships. So the best in class, you have to have integrity. Um, if you join from either a vendor or a member standpoint, you're going to have to use the collaborative, and we're going to monitor how you use it. And we monitor through Arthur and others, and we measure against it, the best in class uh rules and if you are outside
2: of those then we will ask you to leave. So it's yeah, very talk, stringent, talk about some of you? those some talk about some of those measurements. I mean, uh, just generally, not necessarily specific to what you're doing, but you know, what if you're forming a re- business relationship, it is important, you know, by the company you keep as that saying has been around forever and ever. But when you're looking at best practices, uh, you
4: know, what are
2: some consequences of not having and being in a relationship that doesn't share your best practices give give a couple examples there you've owned how many mortgage companies you've owned a couple of mortgage companies and past president of the MBA you certainly have seen this
5: right well I've had three in my career three lending companies uh, here in Louisville Kentucky over the time but uh, without being specific to companies you know, if you don't perform, if you're having severe buyback issues, if you're having severe integrity issues, if you don't treat the members internally, inside the collaborative uh, and, and meet your own responsibilities, then we will we have a vetting process on the board and we will ask you to leave. Uh, in the two years that we've been up and running uh, that's already happened. So It's an exclusive club. It's tough to get in, not overly tough, but uh, we want you to use the vendors. We want you to be a part of it. We want you to attend our meetings. There's no requirement to attend the meetings, but I think you've heard that the two conferences that we have every year, they're
2: outstanding. Yeah. We have the
5: best they're people in, now, Joe, in the fact I heard about it.
2: Joe was your biggest... And we'll go to Joe here in just a second, but Joe was one of your biggest champions. He was telling me and went on and on about what a, a really first-class event that you put on and So, Joe, may I let you chime in here, and then I want to talk to Alice about best practices a little bit and the importance of these because Alice definitely subscribes to this, so uh, to the best practices, uh, championing best practices. But, Joe, your thoughts on this?
3: I'd like to go to something, Dave. uh, Yeah, I'd like to go to something Dave said earlier, and it it has to do with uh, you mentioned small to medium-sized mortgage companies. And uh would you help define for our listeners That's sort of uh, what's too small and, and, and is anything too big?
6: Um
5: was that question for me, Joe? Yes. Yes okay I'm sorry, I wanted I wanted to make sure, yes. So um really too many days on too, here. I want to read. <laughs> There's really nothing too small. We don't go out there and you know, if you're only doing four or five loans a month, probably we're not the fit for you. Uh, we'd like to have somebody that's doing uh, anywhere from $750 to $1 billion a year and then on up to 8 or $9, 12000000000 somewhere around there. Uh, probably this isn't the place for your um, larger lenders that we all know that I'm uh, not going to mention the names of today. But this is for uh, community banks. It's for credit unions. Uh, it's for people who are out there uh, taking risk and own their own companies every day. You know, back to a point the I don't think Arthur made about himself is that the the great thing about TPG, his insurance company, there have been a lot of companies out there over the years that have offered rep and warranty insurance. He's the only company that's ever paid a coin. That's integrity. And uh, to best in class, the American Mortgage Law Group uh, helped us write uh, those policies for the best in class. So uh, Arthur can help to speak to that as well. I
6: don't I want to run it... Yeah, yeah. No, to to let me let me add something real quickly. Um, the, the collaborative is important from the standpoint that uh, many of our lenders that that we vetted and we reviewed have now receiving, um, you know, benefits that they never were, were were going to receive before. A lot of it has to do with invitations to liquidity sources they've never had before, simply because of the the relationship between a certified loan and an uncertified loan. If, in fact, a lender can achieve that level of excellence through the, the collaborative and then you know obtain uh, a, a, a certification, essentially, which is what we provide, then they get introduced to liquidity sources. We have a platform that we'll bring into the collaborative called 1111, which I'm very excited about because everybody in this closed ecosystem um, can ent- they can enter into, but they have to be certified as lenders and certified as vendors, all of which are insured, which then manufactures a collaborative certified loan, and then they get introduced and taken out on a clear-to-purchase with liquidity sources on non-2M loans, which before they've never had. That's an exciting function, but it's also an invitation to a relationship they've never had before because of their ability to to be able to meet best in class. And I just want to comment one last thing on MOSA. MOSA is the patent that I received is a a quantification of qualitative practices. So we're able to score lenders based upon these qualitative practices, which then define best in class. So we can then provide that data to the rating agencies and securitizers, pension funds, as well as the hedge funds that we work with. It's very important that those who are part of this also receive that recognition as well as certified lenders.
2: Yeah. You know, uh, by the way, Most stands for it's an acronym for Mortgage Operational Assessment Systems. So that's the uh, the, the Most is the acronym for that. Uh, Alice, you David, and I may talk I, regularly. May I add one more.
5: Thing? Yeah. Yeah, yes. Yes. David, pardon. Me. I just want to add one more thing onto Joe's question. That you know, somewhere out there again, there's another. Countrywide, there's another whatever company you you want, and they're starting up and they're small. So to this question, nobody is really too small. So I don't want to set that bar, you know, too low or too high. We're going to take a look at you. And If you have integrity and you're going to grow, and we see that, uh, then you're going to be welcomed into the collaborative. So we just uh, we take a really hard look at, at at your best practices, you internally, what kind of loans you do, and um, and your reputation, and I welcome you on board to grow inside the collaborative.
2: Alice, we talk regularly – thank you, David. Uh, Alice, you and I talk regularly about, you know, you really got to know who you're doing business with these days. We are watching the Roll Auto Trid. We're seeing a number of lenders who have really struggled. And, And even lenders that have retained you that really thought they had crossed the T's and dotted the I's and had examined their own internal best practices, and then they are looking at the relationships they had, and they didn't necessarily carry it they didn't think to carry it all the way through, all the way out to all the closing agents, especially out into the smaller communities. And that's where I'm hearing probably at this point some of the, the ongoing struggles with TRID is those relationships uh, out in the communities, Alice. And so you and I talk about the best practices and how to bring these things. I got a question, Alice. Is Are you seeing, as I am seeing, that there is more – effort going into the relationship, examining who you're doing business with, is, is that going up more so, Alice, in your opinion?
4: Absolutely, I think so. Um, I think the challenge for, obviously, a national lender, you know, as you look at the big shops, that's one of their disadvantages, right? Uh, the larger the shop, the more distant that relationship can be. So for, you know, the sized players that, um, you know, we're talking about today – you still can find yourself in a silo where you're just looking at the way you do business. You're not really looking up. Uh, You know, I I use the analogy of a a grocery store clerk that doesn't know the line is really long, and they're just scanning, scanning, scanning. (laughs) They never (laughs) look up and go, help in aisle three, you know, or lane three. (laughs) Um, So, you know, um, I think that's what, when I look at a group like this, uh, you know, when you collaborate, it helps you look up uh look out from just your own your own lane, your own right silo. Point. Um so that's one of the questions I guess I, I have for you both. You know, whoever wants to jump in here, just um how do you differentiate yourself then? You know, there are other groups out there that uh lenders can join to get deals and discounts and get connections with liquidity. It sounds like your mantra is the, the best in class. Um Anything else you want to add to that for someone that's wanting to learn more about you as a, as a difference between other groups out there?
6: David, I'll let you go ahead, and I'd like to follow up with that.
5: Sure. Well, first of all, uh, our group, you're not required. There, Other groups have requirements to attend meetings. Our meetings are good enough that uh, you'll want to attend. Uh, we have a board of directors uh, that's a who's who of the business. Uh, we've got five former MBA chairmen on our board. Uh, along with uh, people from Radian, you know, without giving out all the names uh, that run uh, mortgage companies owned by major builders. Uh, So we've surrounded ourselves with what we call the icons of the business on our board, and we're held to very tight standards. But when you're at our conferences and you meet our vendors, our vendors are best in class. They come in with great opportunities and discounts, and then they follow through on them. So you can help your, if you're a small, let's look at it this way, uh, a credit union or a community bank or a small mid-sized lender all doing about the same production can all benefit in different ways inside the collaborative. They won't do it the same way. But it is the networking that you get there. You get. We had one um, member come up to us and say, you know, I've been to a lot of conference, conferences throughout the industry, and it's the first time I've been able to spend 10 one-on-one minutes with Ted Tozer. I've been able to spend five minutes looking Dave Stevens straight in the face because at the larger conferences they don't have, they don't get to touch. Them. Here you get the touch, and you get real answers and look people in the eye. So I think that would be most important to me.
6: Uh, just to add to that, as a user, as an as, as a, a advisor, a consultant from the legal hat, the insurance hat, the due diligence hat, and also our investments in, in lending companies, it's important that... We surround ourselves with those that are not in it um, for a year or two or three, and they want to sell their company and be done, or vendors who are up-and-coming vendors, and, and, and they're just essentially in it for uh, a quick turnaround sell. Uh, we're looking for long-term players, people that that are um, are able to contribute in a synchronous way to you know in our group. The the collaborative, unlike other co-ops, is owned by it's. Lenders. It is not something that we can say that it is in it for just discounts and maybe some agency, you know, uh, uh, benefits. It's it's much further and broader than that, and gives gives every lender a voice and a, and a discourse. Uh, considering our regulatory environment right now, um, and, and being in the insurance industry, we like lenders that attempt to reduce their insurable risk, like good driving habits and we're we're in it for the long haul as well as the, as the, as our members. So, uh it's a great group of people, of very kind and friendly people but also people very serious about the industry. And and that's that's the target, that's the culture.
2: That's really good. And let's talk a little bit about you brought up David Stevens and uh I'm interested in seeing how does the mission of the mortgage collaborative complement are a contrast to that of the MBA and Mortgage Bankers Association of America that David's ahead of it. David was at your event, so I mean they're obviously very close. And you have all these past presidents uh, that of the MBA that are all on the board of directors and very much part of it. So this this is a really unique gathering of serious mortgage professionals that are wanting to make a difference. So what's the difference between this and the MBA? How would you characterize it?
5: Well, first of all, we have a partnership, uh, one of the first collaborators uh, to ever have a partnership with the Mortgage Bankers Association, you, so you can uh, join your first year at a very reduced fee if you're an MBA member. You get discounts on MBA's educational products, so it's back and forth. Oh, uh, wow. The relationship we, have. Uh, we don't advocate. MBA, if they are, and I'm speaking from being a former chairman, if NBA is nothing else, it's an advocacy group. It is the best representation of the independent mortgage banker, credit union, community bank, large lender, all on Capitol Hill. You mentioned the Mortgage Alliance, Mortgage Action Alliance earlier, Pack, everything that they have. They represent and defend the lenders on Capitol Hill. They do that better than anybody else. We don't do that. We don't step on their toes. We're not an advocacy group. What we do is bring... Uh, some unique people and speakers into our conferences and give you the opportunity to actually have a conversation with them one-on-one. And people from NBA. Dave Stevens spoke at our event. We have Pete Mills coming to the next one that we have. So it's a true collaborative uh, joined at the hip effort between the two of us, between the two organizations.
2: That's good. Um, good. Very, very interesting. It's, it's. I mean, I think the, what I'm finding is as th- this gets more and more difficult, companies that really are hungry for best practices are looking to become a part of that. You know, it's like playing golf. And I don't know if this is the best analogy, especially with being my golf game, probably shouldn't you ever use golf, but uh, it's pretty pathetic. But um, the you look at it, if you're really good and serious about golf, you join a country club and you be a part of it. Is, is that a decent analogy for this? It's, it's, it's for those that want to play with a serious group of the players. Uh, whether it be a tennis club, golf club, it's it's, it's not exclusive I say, but is, is that an analogy that uh, that fits here? I'll Arthur, think fits you take that. Yeah,
6: I'll take that. Well, I, I would say it's a you know, less stodgy and snobby, but I think it is very much about, you know, the change in the industry. Well, this is not a sales driven industry anymore. It's driven obviously by volume, that's important, and market penetration, that's important. But with a careful balance, like a fine wine where you you obviously need to take a look at your sources and your information and, and essentially the grapes that you're you're bringing into your bottle of wine. So, you know, it's the best in class. And that, that could be vendors, it could be lenders, originators, brokers, whoever you're working with. But I think it's important to know that most lenders still don't know exactly where the market's going to be in six months or a year. And this collaborative, what we're so happy about from our perspective, Risk point of view, as well as my contributions to the to the collaborative is is that we all get essentially uh poll ourselves and determine which direction we think the market will go and then because of our size already, we can influence that and we can influence it from every level, whether it be liquidity, whether it be regulatory, whether it be secondary market or whether it be you know uh, on the political front and and okay. we have that strength and power already. And we can
5: help together, you know, drive the quality industry standards. We can help create them. We can help drive them, uh, along with the NBA, and that's what we're doing. We're listening to our members as well. We just don't come put on a conference. You know, our members are part of our conferences. So uh, the panels are just outstanding. Um, the yeah, and the know, information and feedback they get.
2: Well, Joe was a big champion. of. Uh, I love Joe's enthusiasm for the the as well as Pat Soroka, who's also a member of it. So, I mean, I'm hearing that uh, David uh, uh, David Allison of Dovermule couldn't get a check written fast us. He was your first um, member from that standpoint. So I, I get the fact that you're doing something. It's very exciting. I appreciate you both so much for taking a few minutes to join us today to give us some insights about, you know, what's going on. The reason I bring it up, folks and listeners, is that, you all know, is, this, is this really all about the collaborative? Well, obviously, i am become a part of it. Joe's a part of it. Others are joining it and seeing that. So there's an interest from that standpoint, but here's the bigger picture. When you look at what's going on in this industry, it's so important that you form right relationships with the right people and, and What's going on? I'm I'm very honored to be invited to be a part of this. Very excited to be a part of it. I know you are, Joe. Very happy with your relationship and association here. I think it's really formed where however you your listen you the listeners go about forming relationships. I think it is so important that you find people that you can interact with and it's time we work together as never before. To really address the issues, this industry is getting more and more complex. And if you are you operating in a silo, Alice talked about silo. If you're not interacting and sharing your best practice with others and learning from each other in some type of collaborative way, you're going to be you're going to be behind the eight ball. That's what's happening. And I'm very honored that you two would both take the time to be with us today. And of course, Arthur brought up a little wine here, so I have to say he has a great winery. So yeah, if you could share your wine list of this. And then I heard David Kittle could pick the best, pick pick the rest uh the right sam the group of wines. So we've got two wine connoisseurs here with us. So it one professionally <laughs> and one is a has a good taste uh, for uh compliments. But I thank you so much for both of you taking time out of your busy day to be here with us. Very honored to have that. And uh wish you both a very, very Merry Christmas. Well
5: uh, thank welcome, you David. David. Appreciate being on. Merry Christmas to you, you and bet. Everyone. Thanks.
2: It's really good. Appreciate it very much, uh, Joe. I'm taking a quick look as we get ready to go out the door here to look at the, what's happened in the markets. We're seeing things slip back. Any thoughts on where we're going to see uh, interest rates? we going to, yeah. You know, I know you 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 go out of your way to say you do not champion uh, or you try to prognosticate or guess where rates are going. But any sense as we're looking at this, are we going to be just stay in this trading range for a while? Do you think, unless there's some outside economic events or some world events are going to spook it?
3: Dave, we got we got a lot of we got a lot of uh, of uncertainty behind us with last week's Fed meeting and and their liftoff and uh, certainly any day now we could get new information regarding uh, you know, world events uh, their effect on oil. So um, I, I think that we are. Uh, I think we're going to stay in this range for a period of time, I, and, and at some point, the the Fed's increasing of interest rates is not a bad thing for mortgage rates, as long uh, to the to the extent that it keeps inflation in check. So, um, I, I think we're going to stay along here at a pretty low mortgage rate for from a historical perspective, and and I think anyone uh, taking loans out soon or going to be happy they did it.
2: I think so. It's a good deal. Alice, again, uh, any words from you as we head out? Merry Christmas to you and Joe and all of our listeners. Any uh, parting comments, uh, Alice, for everybody?
4: Well, I guess I would just like to say um, just. 2016 is going to be a great year because we're going to just get past this hurdle here with Trid, think positive, and we'll start fresh in the new year with no new big regulations until late in the year with Humza. So hang in there, everybody. Have a great Christmas.
2: Yes, thank you everybody for being a part of it. We will be doing a uh, short podcast uh, on uh, the day after next Monday. It'll be a very short, abbreviated one, pre recording it as I will be out of the taking the day off. So, hope you have a, all have a very Merry Christmas and look forward to seeing you and talking to you again in the new year. Blessings, everybody. See you back here next year.